All right. Right. Yeah, we live. Yeah, we're gonna get right into it. Right into it. Uh you got the page. I know you got the page. I got I got I got that recommendation you recommend right here, Doc. Oh yeah. Portuguese in West Africa. What's that? Yeah. 14, 16, or 1670? 14, 15, 16. Yes, ma'am. Yes, mm -hmm. Beautiful yeah. book, beautiful book full with a lot of um First-hand, um, first-hand account from the Portuguese um, mm -hmm. as to what they saw when they came over to West mm -hmm. Africa. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they talk about um, their experiences uh, as they were traveling up and down um, the Guinea coast. And I remember Brother Ankh, you know, years ago, you told me, you used to say, I'm not calling it the transatlantic slave trade. I'm calling it the transatlantic kidnapping trade. And I was like, what is Ankh talking about? Mm -hmm. Because I never came across literature that talked about it being a um, uh, a kidnapping thing. And then I finally came across that, um, that text, uh, I believe it was last year when we started um, researching or pu pulling together uh, information for Meltrek episode three, exploring the Ma'afa. And so I wanted to learn about um, the origins of the transatlantic slave trade. And so I was uh, searching online and I came across that reference and I ran across, I ran it across uh, Brother Sean Pete. And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a good reference. Go ahead and grab that. So I ended up grabbing it um, and, and reading it. And I discovered that all you were right. It did start off as a, as a kidnapping trade. I mean, the Portuguese admit um, in their works, um, and there were several, there, like in that book, um, there's several documents, and, and I, I believe it's like 32 documents uh, from different Portuguese chroniclers about like the missions and different things that were happening, not only in West um, in West Africa, but also in the Congo and Angola. And so they talk about all of their experiences. And in those documents, they admit that they would travel along um, the Guinea coast and they would attack um, vulnerable um, coastal communities. And, um, but don't, I don't want anybody to think for a second that our ancestors were chumps because in the text, uh, they even admit, they was like, look, I'm tired of getting hit with poisonous spears. You know, we need to go in here and actually develop some sort of trade relationship with these people because the men would get beat up, you know what I mean? And, and, and they were like, look, I'm tired of it. They were sending word to the king saying, look, you know, I'm tired of getting hit with poisonous spears. We need to go in here and trap, I'm sorry, and, and establish trade relations a trade relationship with these people. So I know, Ankh, you're going to get into the papal bulls a little later. But remember, in one of the papal bulls, and I know you're going to get into that a little later, they went to the Pope and the Pope gave them permission to then um, conduct trade with the West African people. So I know you're going to touch on that a little bit later, but it's a wonderful book to get. Um, so definitely, family, if you could grab it, uh, grab the book. And Ankh, um, Give me the title again. Give me the title again. Uh, the Portuguese in West Africa, 1415 to 1670 by Malin Newitt. And Malin Newitt took these documents, which were uh, written in Portuguese. And he or she, I'm not sure if Malin is a male or female, but he or she uh, translated those Portuguese writings. Yeah, here you go on the screen right here, y'all. Get that real quick, man. We're going to go ahead and start it up. We ain't playing tonight. 
Uh, them pastors didn't got on my daggone nerves, and I'm tired of it. You know what I'm saying? I'm absolutely tired of it, right? They've been a little bit too slick, you know what I mean? A little bit thinking that they could get with what we do, and they can't, all right? Plain and simple. Yo, we armed and dangerous, and it's just that simple. Any moment, you know what I'm saying? Any moment, subject to get finished off. And this is one of them nights. Definitely one of them nights when I just feel like finishing the Christians off. And we're going to thank Pastor Richardson for that. Yeah, we snake, we snipers around here, man. Yeah, we snipers all day, all day long, sniping that information. Oh man, look at that off there. Okay, you know I'll be listening to some of them Yale lectures. I know you listen to some of them lectures, don't you, Doc? Which lectures, Unc? On Yale and all that in Harvard, they be having some good lectures. Oh yeah, no doubt, absolutely. I'm trying to, I'm trying to open up a, a Gmail account for Jalen because he said he wants to get in the comment section. <laughs> so oh, hold on. He said he, he getting ready to join. Uh, he he want to get in the peanut gallery. <laughs> 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 You can't be in there, man. You gotta stay oh, out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, but it was a very interesting uh conversation with Pastor Bennett earlier. Uh I I was uh on the panel a little bit uh the day before, I think, with uh Pastor Richardson. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have uh a, a much of a conversation with him, but you know, uh, with Pastor Bennett, it's kind of been an ongoing conversation, like, because most of the time when I talk to him, it's kind of based around the same type of subject, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're some, too much, yo. Some of the claims he was making earlier was kind of outlandish. But like I told him earlier, I think you said earlier, you know, science is undefeated, you know, science mm. is science and technology is undefeated. So, you know, I mean, yeah. if something better, I'm willing to change my mind. You know, that's what scientists do. <laughs> but right now, you know, like I we I talked to him about the toolbox when I when I we used the toolbox analogy. Science is the best tool in the toolbox. Mm. That's a fact, Jack. 
And I think that that point kind of went over everybody's head there, brother. <laughs> the toolbox. And so, you know, culture, uh, religion, gods, all these are tools. So like, for instance, <clears throat> this is obvious. Maybe it's not ob uh, obvious, but it's obvious to me that your deities or deities, however you want to say it, your gods or goddesses, right? Uh, they are a reflection on the human beings that make them. Me meaning the human beings uh, create goddesses and gods, right? That's why all the gods and goddesses have human attributes. You know what I'm saying? Like when you go to the Bible, right? God got all human attributes. There's no way around it. You can't conceive something outside of that. Just like aliens. All aliens have some type of eyes and nose, legs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you just can't comprehend outside of that. And so like for gods and goddesses, right? The attributes, like I'm a jealous god. Jealousy is a human attribute. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I, God gets mad. Uh, humans get mad. Humans get jealous. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to repent, right? So these are all things that humans do. So gods represent what those humans were doing, right, when they made up the god. Very, very simple, right? Not complex. And the preachers will argue you down about that. Human beings, plain and simple, create religions. The key figure in the religions that human beings create is God. Or goddesses. Religion is a culture, right? We can look up the word religion will tell you, right? There are different aspects to it, religion, okay? It's cultural, might have a God, may not have a God. It's the spirituality, right? It's all the things, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, it's all the things that make a culture you can find in religion, okay? So enough of that crap, right? So religion, okay, Egyptian religion, what are they trying to do? They're trying to preserve their culture, okay? They're trying to, they're trying to deliver you their ancestors, right? They're showing you what they thought about the world. It's not a scientific look at the world. Even a cosmology story, I don't care what nobody say, they didn't get it right. They just didn't, right? They, but they were showing you what they thought the world was. And that's what religion, same with the Hebrews. They're showing you what they think the world is and how they suppose the world came into being with their particular God. It's not even complicated, okay? So when a pastor says, well, man was inspired by God, man was only inspired by God because the man said he was inspired by God. Until God comes down and look you in the face and say, here I is, right, please. You're not subject to believe it. You do not have to believe that. You want to add something to that, Doc? I mean, like you said, Brother Ankh, it's not, it's not complicated. I mean, it's not complicated um, at all. And I like the way you, you broke that down. And um, But I just wanted to ask you a question. And I want to make sure that I heard you correctly. You said the Egyptians didn't have it right, right? Right. In terms of the cosmology. But I think it's important for uh, the listening audience to know that I mean, every culture has a cosmology and it's okay. You know what I mean, Brother yes. Unk? It may be yes. right, it may be wrong, but every culture has their idea of how the universe and the world and human beings came to be, you know, and um, and, and that's okay. Um, like you said, we kind of know, we know now being in the, you know, the, the, the scientific 
um, era that we're in, we know, but, you know, it's okay. Various cultures had their different cosmologies and, and that was fine. It varied from culture to culture, but I think that it was very arrogant um, for the Christians to come over to a Africa and tell them that their cosmology was wrong, you know, to tell them that their worldview was wrong or to tell them that their culture was wrong. And that's exactly what happened. I remember years ago, you used to say, Christians are arrogant. I was like, what is Brother Ong talking about? But you are right. That is arrogant to tell someone that their idea um, of the creator or how they um, express um, reverence, you know, of the creator and of the divine, they're wrong. That's very arrogant. And so, and that's what we see when we study um, the history of religion and particularly uh, Christianity and Islam. But I'm gonna go ahead and pass the mic to Brother Corey. Yeah, I, I just, um, I kind of agree where, where Uncle's going, you know, with it, you know, uh, they, you know, that's, they, they culture, you know, uh, religion, you know, guides you through culture, you know, and that's the tool that you're using that for is to um, guide you through that certain particular society at that particular time, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't. I think it's misused a lot because, you know, today is a different day than than first century. You know what I mean? Like Christianity worked in first century, but only in a certain area in the world, in a small, little certain area in the world. You know, for only a certain amount of time. So you know, um, back to the toolbox analogy. I think like in today's world, that's the wrong tool to go in there and, and use. Yeah, that's the wrong tool. It's not gonna work for you. You know, you got somebody's foot on their neck or on your neck. You're gonna end up the same way the Hebrews did. And we say it all the time, read the book. The Hebrews didn't win. They was always losing. When they came up against the superpowers, Persians, uh, Assyrians, um, who else you got? The Greeks, the Romans, they all, they lost. So, 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 so this goes out to Pastor Bennett. I ain't in it, right? Simple, bro. When I, when, when I was asking you, what exactly is Jesus going to do for us when he comes back? And I'm sure he's coming back based off your belief. What is he going to do? When Pastor Bennett said, give us everlasting life. And I was saying, well, you mean you got to die first? This is totally ridiculous to me. Mm. That you actually have to die first to get everlasting life. Y'all know this is the doctrine of the Christians. You got to die first to get everlasting life. Well, why not just let me live? <laughs> why I got to die <laughs> to get everlasting life? And how's that going to change the situation? It'll change for individuals that are dead because they ain't got to worry about the oppression no more. So Jesus couldn't possibly be the proper tool to use, right, in America or anywhere in the world where people are being oppressed and where people are poor and starving. That's the wrong tool to use. Add on real quick, Doc. No, I mean, I agree 100% with you, brother. Like you, like you and brother Corey said at the beginning, I mean, you all killed the argument when, um, well, actually, brother Corey killed it when he said, you know, look, you know, I'm going in the toolbox. 
And he said, you know, a scientist will adjust. So if you show me a better tool, then I will adjust. But we see the fruits of religion. I said years ago to Brother Black Panther, when I think of a religion, I judge a religion by the fruit that it bears. Um, we clearly see the fruit that Christianity have bore, right? And, um, and and so we see what it is. You get what I'm saying? And I'm with you. If it has, a, you know, if, if you have a better tool, bring it, I mean, better tool, break it out. Like, for example, with this coronavirus, um, you know, brother, you know, my family personally, and you know, my mom is an ordained minister. And so um, on Easter, I sat back and I, I watched how um, she, along with her, um, her uh, other ministers, that, the other pulpit ministers, uh, called each other on Easter and they was, the Savior has risen, the Savior has risen. I said, Ma, do you hear yourself? I said, you running around saying the Savior has risen in the, in, in the house hiding from the coronavirus like all of us. Like, do you really, you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, uh, like if, you know, so if this religion really worked, wouldn't it have saved us from this pandemic? Like, we gotta be, we gotta be sensible. Like, we gotta be reasonable. If this tool, religion, if it, if it, if it, if it works, why didn't it save us in, in during the pandemic? And when I posed that question to a few Christians, they said, well, doc, you know, God is doing this to show us who is God. And it's a lot of things going on in the world right now. And so we're feeling God's wrath. And so they tried to say that the pandemic was because of God's wrath and because uh. of our wicked ways, you know, and I said, well, you know, well, then why would God, you know, give the coronavirus to innocent people then? So innocent people got to die for us to feel his, you know, so it was a whole back and forth. When I think about um, racism and white supremacy, if the the tool, if the religious tool worked, then why hasn't it stopped racism and white supremacy? You know, why hasn't it saved us from that? Why haven't it saved us from economic oppression, police brutality? Um, look at our neighborhoods. You know, if this tool worked, like right here in Baltimore, Anka, you know, in Baltimore City, we have over 400 churches. There's a church on every corner. And our communities in Baltimore City, I mean, we do have our pockets of neighborhoods that are cool, but Brother Ankh, you know, for the, the majority of it is, I mean, those pockets of neighborhoods that are cool is because you got Charles Village, the white folks that moved in Charles Village, Charles Village the white folks moved in um, uh, Mount Vernon, that area. They also moved down into Fells Point and down there by the harbor. And so these are the pockets that are pretty cool in Baltimore. But outside of that, I mean, you got neighborhoods with, with, with churches on every corner and the neighborhoods are boarded up. Um, they're boarded up. The, the school system is, is trash. I mean, you know, so my whole thing is where, you know, if the religion worked, then why are we in the current condition that we're in? You get what I'm saying? We're very religious. Black folks are highly religious. So why are we in our current predicament? Obviously, it doesn't work. And it's time to try something new. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Lord uh, works in mysterious ways, Dr. Maya. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so you know uh innocent people gotta die you know to show that you know the lord is, is tough and, oh man you know he got a lot of power and, and this oh, that, and other. but I, you know i was trying to explain you know earlier too to, to pastor bennett you know i'm an anti-theist you know what i'm saying i think religion is the worst thing that ever happened to to mankind period whether you white black indian whatever whatever uh part of the part of this planet you come from i believe like religion is the probably the worst thing that ever happened to people but at the same time me that being said i can still uh 
admit or I can still see where uh, people that are religious have done great things. I can see where religion have um, has inspired people, you know, to do to do certain things, you know. Uh, the pastor, he, I, I don't know really, you know, what he do in his church, but I'm sure like any typical black church, they, they probably feed, uh, you know, give food out, you know what I mean? Sometimes even uh, some churches will pay your rent and stuff like that. So I done heard different things and, and seen different things. I, I grew up in a church and, you know, every Saturday, my church, the church that I grew up in, uh, they feed the homeless, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and they, they feed them good. I mean, like good food, not no, you know, they, they ain't going to get no baloney sandwich or nothing like that. So, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I can see where religion is doing some good things and inspire people to do good things. But I, like I was telling Pastor Bennett, it's not the, to me, it's not really the religion. It's that that's what they put the claim on. So I allow them to do that. I can't tell somebody what's inspiring them, but I think, they would do that anyway, you know what I'm saying? Whether, whether whatever religion they claim, or if they was an atheist, or, or you know what I mean, or some different kind of religion, you know, uh, I think those people would do that anyway. But go ahead, Dr. Maya, you was gonna say something? No, I was, I'm sitting here and I actually agree with you. I agree with both points that you made. Um, the first point being that uh, religion, um, you, you're saying like, look, you know, I'm not gonna deny that you know, when you think of black radicalism and, and, and all of that, when you study that, in fact, I have a book that I'm looking at right now and I'm, ah, I'm looking at it on my shelf and from here, I can't read the title verbatim. It says black, hold on, let me run over here. It says black, black religion and black radicalism by Wilmore. Um, I don't know if anyone is familiar with that work, but um, yeah, black religion and black radicalism by uh, Gerard S. Wilmore, an interpretation of religious history of African-Americans. Okay, and it says the most important textbook on the history of black religion and the black church. And in this book, and also in Blueprint for Black Power, uh, Dr. Amos Wilson dedicated a, an entire chapter to the black church. And I believe that's either in chapter 23 or chapter 25. But um, in both of those books, uh, the authors talk extensively extensively about the work that the Black church put in um, during the time of uh, enslavement, uh, during Reconstruction, uh, during even, you know, when we were under Jim Crow, uh, semi, semi or semi-slavery. And so we're not knocking it. Like you said, Brother Corey, we're not saying, oh, they just didn't do anything. You know, oh, the churches didn't do anything. There were some good things, great things. Uh, that the church did. I mean, even when you think of like the mutual aid societies, uh, the beneficial or the beneficiary societies, uh, you know, I mean, even establishing the first banks, uh, the first schools, um, we accredit that to, you know, the black church. But again, like you said, and this is your second point that you made, you said, uh, they gave the praise to uh, their religion, but you said that they, I think they would have done it anyway. And that's my, that was my argument with Pastor Bennett, when we were kind of going back and forth uh, on, you know, size platform, we were going back and forth because he was trying to give religion the praise. And I said, uh, it was really the desire for our ancestors to be free and to be <laughs> self-sufficient. And that is what, that was the motivator. It wasn't, you know, Jesus Christ. It was their desire to be free and to be, you know, a self-sufficient 
group. And so, like you said, Brother Corey, we would have done it regardless, you know, regardless of what religion we had, we would have, we would have definitely, um, I think going for, we would have definitely established those things. I think that the church just allowed us an institution. It was a place, a space where we could, as Dr. Claude Anderson would say, where we could ethno aggregate, where we could pull our resources together to do some things. And so the black church created that, that space. And so I think that's why, you know, we see what we saw with the black church uh, during those times of, you know, enslavement and Jim Crow and et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, right, ridiculous. Man, shout out to Jalen in the, in, in the chat, man. What's good, bro? What's up with you, man? Good to see you in the chat, man. Who else we got in the chat? We got, uh, uh, Zane, what's up with you, Jane? We got Gullah, South Carolina. What's up with you? What's up, Dunn? What it do? What it do? Outside the coup, Sonny B. Coy, what's up with you? We also going through the chat in there. I mean, we're going to throw the link in there so y'all can get the chat. Okay, so let's come to the first document. Hey, Coy, you got Pope Nicholas? Because now I know what Pope, Pope Nicholas did, too. Oh, so, so, so Pope, Pope Nicholas uh, V. He wrote the dumb diverses, you know? and uh, this is where this is where he drew a line down the map, and the Portuguese could, could have one portion of the planet, and the Spanish can have the other portion, you know. And so that I was. Where you got that one wrong? Let me check that. Let me look. Let me look on that. I might you got that. Who you say that? Who you say it was? Pope. It's, what, it's what? Uh, Pope Pope Julian the Sixth. I committed it to members. All right, so let me all right, let me do this. Oh, first. No, 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 no. Oh, hold on. Are you talking about Pope Nicholas? Pope, Pope, Pope Nicholas, yeah, Pope Nicholas was the one who wrote the dumb diverses. Yep. And the dumb, yeah, yeah and, and it was the dumb diverses that gave them the right to go over to West Africa and to mm -hmm. conquer, um, to conquer. He called them, you know, he called them savages, he called them um savages uh, and uh, Saracens. That's the other word I was looking for. But it, it gave the Portuguese the right to go to those lands. And, and conquer those lands. So that was under Pope Nicholas V. And what um, Brother Corey is talking about is the Intercaterra, which was written by Pope Alexander IV. Mm -hmm. And that was the papal bull that allowed, they kind of, they, they split it up. Okay, so the Portuguese, you're gonna take this part. You know, what they did was basically split up the Atlantic, right? And so here it is, I'm gonna give the, the you know, the, the Spanish this part and I'm gonna give the, the Portuguese this part. So you're talking about the demarcation line. And that was- Yeah, that's what I'm going to. I'm going there. Go ahead, finish though, Doc. Finish. No, go ahead, because you cut me off. So go ahead. My fault. <laughs> you yeah, did the Baltimore cutoff. That's what we call it out here. The Baltimore. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was done. I was done. I just wanted to make sure, you know, because you you were right. He had it, he had it a little, he had it backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had I had it mixed up there. Yeah, uh, that's all good. The the Intercaterra, yeah, that's that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, you know you and, and you, Doc had that study up for that debate when she beat uh, Wishman coming up. It was it was crazy. <laughs> we only want to say his name. Oh God! Uh, Doc, the one who got me looking, who had me looking into that. I looked into that. You know, I might be a little rusty on it, but you know that was years ago. You know, I'm talking about yes, five sir. years ago. Y'all did yeah. a, a real black atheist uh, on that. Y'all y'all did a whole thing on that. So. Mm -hmm. So here you go right here. I'm gonna give you all the resource y'all can understand this. This will absolutely shut down all the preachers and reverends talking that smack. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what they did today. Uh, uh, they talked that smack. So we're going to go to the uh, the Gilder uh, uh, Lerman Institute of American History. Richard Gilder, company founder, May 31st, 1932. All right, I guess he died in May 12, 2020. <laughs> the corona must have got him. All right, so history resources, the doctrine of discovery of 1493, okay? Um, it says the papal bull interior uh, issued by Pope Alexander VI on May 4th, 1443, played a central role in the Spanish conquest of the New World. Okay, just like Doc said, it said the document supported Spain's strategy strategy to ensure its exclusive right to the lands discovered by Columbus. Right the previous year. And by the way, Christopher Columbus was a criminal, Miss Owens. It's a criminal, okay? The popes were criminals and they were Christians. So when we ran across the Christians, they was criminals. Let me finish this. It says, the document supported Spain's strategy to ensure it's the exclusive right to the land discovered by Columbus the previous year. It established, watch this, the demarcation line 100 leagues west of the Azores. Did I say that right, Doc? Azores and Cape Verde Island and assigned Spain exclusive rights to acquire terrestrial possession and to trade in these lands west of that line. All others were forbidden to approach the lands west of the line without special licenses from the rule from the rulers of Spain. Okay, they exclusively gave Spain the monopoly on the islands in the New World. So they got these intercontinental ships. Okay, so if you was to get company waters, yo, they banging on you. All right, that's power. That's European Christian power right there. Mm. Simple as that. We want to talk about power. Now watch this. All right. It says the bull stated that the land not inhabited by Christians was available to be discovered. See what I'm saying? Pastor Bennett, I ain't in it. You get my point I'm making right here? The arrogancy. You mm. carry arrogancy from the Europeans and you bring it to us. Mm. Whenever you say that you got the God, this is the same arrogance they had because obviously they believed they had the God and the African needed their God, right? Because you, to, in their times, what they was doing, Roman Empire, these people were called barbarians, okay? You, you, meaning you was a foreigner. You wasn't in the fold of Christ, right? They say the bull stated that any land not inhabited by Christians, you know damn well we ain't no Christians at this point, was available to be discovered. So if you do not have Jesus Christ, you're grass, mm. okay? They claim and exploited by Christian rulers and declared that the Catholic faith and the Christian religion be exalted and be everywhere increased and spread. Man, that, watch this, that the health of souls be cared for, be cared for and that the barbarous nations be overthrown and brought to the faith itself. And this mm. is what Dr. Bennett, I ain't in it be doing, right? 
And this is what the other pastor be doing. Mr. Richardson, they're bringing us to the faith because master said so. They bring us to the faith because this is where they got conquered by religion. They got conquered right here in this document. The excerpt. Let me read the excerpt. Okay? This is what I'll be trying to say. It's important for us to get this, spread this to your family, let them read the document. This is where the African gets conquered by religion. This is where the Native Americans get conquered by religion. Right? And they bring that back to us. And like Dr. say, right? We're going to let it get into it. Yo, they're trying to quake to us. That's mm. what they're doing. they quake cool on us. And she's going to talk about quake cool. Mm. We got the pictures to talk about quake cool. And we're going to get into that. Yeah, we banging the day on Christianity. Pastor Richardson, you did that. Pastor Ben and I ain't in it. You did that. <laughs> I was chilling. Oh, you want to cut me off? Oh, you want to act like I ain't got no sense of crazy? And I'm going to start playing your own words. Oh, oh, especially Pastor Richardson. He called me a liar three times. And everybody know me. I hate when you call me a liar. I will stand your ass for years for calling me a liar. Man. Goodness gracious. Jay, uh, Brother Anki got the baby listening to you. I didn't, did I cuss? Yes, he, he's over here. Jay, I'm sorry, up. Jay. You laughing? I don't laugh, Jay. I'm sorry, Jay. <laughs> he's over here cracking up. Somebody, <laughs> no customers, Jay. I got you. Got the baby. This has got to be a certain decor. Okay. Watch this. Here's an excerpt. Excerpt from it. Let me show you the document, everybody, real quick. I want y'all to see the document. Here you go. Yo, they put it in writing. It's in Latin. By the way, there, Pastor Richardson, right? English does not have a script. I mean, does, have, does not have a script. There's no script called the English script. It's Latin. It's Latin, bro. Since you don't know what a script is, script is not a language. Okay? So let's go back right here. I'm gonna make it bigger so y'all can see. Here you go. See? Can't even read it in Latin. There you go, y'all. This is it. Got the stamp on it, the seal. You know what I mean? This is how they did y'all, man. We couldn't read this. We we're like, what, what in the world are you talking about? How, that is arrogant. Man, that's, the Christians are the most arrogant people on planet Earth. This I promise you. Here you go. Here's an excerpt. Whereas, wherefore, as becomes Catholic kings and princesses after the earliest consideration of all matters, especially of the rise and spread of the Catholic faith. See, they still trying to, they still trying to bring us to the fold. As was the fashion of our ancestors. Now, see the culture they bring you? They're bringing you ancestors, okay? Kings of renowned memory. See, they remember their kings, right? Important for cultures. You have proposed with the favor of divine clemency to bring under your sway the said mainlands and islands with their residents, talking about the Africans, talking about Native Americans, talking about anybody running to you, and inhabitants, and to bring them to the Catholic faith. Hence, heartily commending in the land this your holy and praiseworthy purpose. Man, how's that holy? 
See, at this point, they want to indoctrinate you. Man, it says, uh, uh, regions, we exhort you very earnestly in the land and by your reception of holy baptism. Remember when you, the Vikings, when they when when the Vikings came and fought, right? Man, for them to own land or for them to have land, even after they won the war, listen to me close. Even after the Vikings defeated the French back in those days, right? They still made them get baptized to have land to farm. Ragnar Rothbrook, he got baptized. He's the one that ransacked Paris. Well, I like Ragnar Rothbrook. Serious Viking, right? But he had to be baptized. That's the same thing they do to you here. You know, did your mother and them not baptize you? She was baptizing you in racism, white supremacy, and then we wonder why we still got to fight racism, white supremacy, because it's the culture, and we practice the culture of racism, white supremacy when we practice Christianity, and I don't care what nobody say. So if we want to get rid of racism, white supremacy, at least mentally, because mentally is where we're at here, y'all. If you want to get rid of it mentally, get rid of Christianity. It's a culture. And I'm going to close this out right here. It says, Lord, this year the holy, prayersworthy purpose uh, desirous that it be duly accomplished and that the name, you listen, watch this. This would pass the Benedict do to y'all. And that the name of our Savior, right? Pass the Benedict, swear that's the Savior, right? How in the world can you have the same Savior as a racist white supremacist? I don't mm, know. Mm. And the Savior be carried into those regions right? We exhort you very earnestly in the Lord and by the reception of the holy baptism whereby you are bound, watch this, while you are bound to our apostolic commands and by the bowels of the mercy of our Lord Christ. Enjoy strictly that in so much as, I can't even read that no more. Anyway, because you know, they talking that, that, that old English Anyway, so when you profess Jesus Christ, yo, you professing racism, white supremacy. There's no black Christianity. We didn't, black people didn't run into black Christianity. We ran into white boys with the slave ships. So the demarcation line that Dr. Oyami I talked about. Do y'all see this? See the, see the purple dotted line? I'm gonna make it bigger. See the purple dotted line? This is what those arrogant Christians did to you. They drew the daggone line. Here you go. The line of Pope Alexander VI, Papas Interior, 1493. Here's the line. Why could they draw a line down the map? First of all, they had a map. That means they had circumnavigated the globe. Second of all, they had intercontinental ships, which is science and technology. Right, which allowed them to draw the imaginary line. How important was nautical science at that time? How important was the intercontinental ship at that time? How important was the cannons on those ships? Hmm. So we know what we're talking about when we talk about it was the Christians that enslaved you and brought you to Christ because you was a heathen 
That's why we promote African spirituality. That's why we promote, if you're going to practice religion, at least practice the religion of your ancestors. Now, I personally ain't going to do it. But if you're going to do it, you might as well do that. You know, I like to practice uh, space age <laughs> African ideas and concepts. That's where I'm at with it. Because we ain't in the brawn. But go, you want to add, add something to that, Doc? I just went off into the next world. Did something. you? Did you? <laughs> you? I'm going to start calling you since Wujawu not on, I'm going to call you Arn Lungs. Yeah, Arn Lungs. <laughs> you Arn Lungs. Arn Lungs. No, now, but that, I, is, that was a beautiful breakdown. And, and someone in the chat, uh, uh, he said, he said, man, he said, when Ankh Onk is the best at breaking down God and religion. And I, I, I said in the chat, yes, he is. But um, that was beautiful, Ankh. And while you, was, while you were reading the... Um, the uh, dumb diverses or the uh, document of discovery, the doctrine of discovery. Um, I thought about the book that you put up earlier, um, the Portuguese in West Africa, 1415 to 1670 by Malin Nuit or Nuit. Um, and I thought about how in, in several of those documents, uh, shoot, in most of those documents, um, the Portuguese, they went over there and, and because we weren't Christian, they just took the land. I mean, they they took it, they handed it out to uh, different captains and noblemen. They split it up and just carved up the land, uh, you know, simply because um, our ancestors weren't Christians. So they definitely carried out this doctrine of discovery. Um, and again, family, please get that book because you'll see how they went to different places, uh, Burkina Faso, Benin, um, Gambia, I mean, all in West Africa even into Central Africa. And I see Brother Sean P is in the building. He talks about that. The Portuguese in the Congo. They went to the Congo. They went to Angola. And uh, and they and they and they, you know, they they conquered the lands based on the doctrine of discovery. And you can see how when they went over and they conquered these lands and they brought Christianity with them, our ancestors converted over, not all of them, because it, it seems like it was mostly the kings and, and the royal, you know, the royalty they convert them and the royalty would try to get, you know, the, um, I guess the, the natives uh, to, to, um, to convert over. And sometimes they did and sometimes they didn't. But you see that when the, the Europeans came over, we abandoned our, our religions, our, and like you said, our culture. Um, there, there's an incident in one of the uh, documents where right in the Congo, um, they started burning a house and the Portuguese referred to the house as the house of idols. Um, that they made out of wood. And so they had, you know, our ancestors started burning down their own, what the Portuguese called idols, so their own, I guess, spiritual or religious symbols. Uh, they began to take on their names. Uh, they began to learn their language. And so you could kind of see, like you said, Brother Ankh, how, you know, when you practice someone's religion, you then uh, become acculturated. You begin adopting their culture. And so, you know, you see that throughout, um, throughout the book. And so, yeah, I just wanted to add that to it, brother. I'll get you right on point. I'm gonna go ahead and pass the mic to brother Corey. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, so like, pastor, some of the pastors and and, and a lot of Christians that I I talked to, they would say, well, you know, those was white dudes. You know, we, you know, we don't believe, you know, in what those white dudes believe, or those, you know, those wasn't real Christians, or they just use Christianity to do what they wanted to do, you know, but these is the people who, who, um, 
basically uh, held Christianity to a point where he can be a Christian today. If not for Pope Nicholas V and, and you know, King Alfonso and, and all of these different white men, these different Europeans, you know, um, he wouldn't be a Christian right now. So, not at all. You know, that's just, uh, you know, kind of the point I wanted to make about the whole thing. You know, they, they kind of distanced themselves from, you know, Pope Nicholas V and, and, you know, all of these different uh, people, you know, um, that that um, wrote these documents, the Dumb Diverses and the Intercaterra, you know, um, they don't realize this is this is the the main reason why they able to be a Christian, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's just kind of crazy to me that that they don't understand, you know, the the, the actual history of Christianity and where it comes from and what it's all about. You know, it's a it's it's Christianity is about conquering. And you know what I mean? That's that's basically what I've seen throughout history. And, and especially when you when you read some of these documents like the, the Intercaterra and the and the dumb diverses, you know. Yeah. Well, brother, what I noticed about a lot of black um, ministers, uh, they'll say things like, um, you know, Christianity, you know, you all saying that Christianity, you just saying that it was introduced to Africa in, in uh, the 1400s. But what about Ethiopia? That's the oldest Christian church you know, in the world. So what do you know? So they, they'll bring up uh, Ethiopia. They'll talk about, um, I've even heard uh, black ministers use Dr. Ben's work. Um, oh my gosh, Ankh, I'm looking at the book right now, the, the Thick Gray Book on Religion. What is it called, Brother Ankh? Mm. Which one? Oh, oh uh, African Origin of World Religions? Yes, the, that's the, the, the Thick Gray one, right? Yeah, that's the Gray one. Yeah, and so, um, you know, Dr. Ben was talking about how um, the forefathers of Christianity uh, he talked. He talked about uh, Saint uh, Saint Augustine and how some of them. And you said, "Well, Doc, they're northern. You know, they were northern Africans." But I noticed that black ministers will use that. They'll use the, the, the Christian Church in Ethiopia. They'll use Dr. Ben's work when he talked about the African origins of Christianity and said that it came. You know, it was it was already in North Africa. So, brother, Al, can you speak about that? Because I know you and I had a build on it a while ago. But can you speak? about that so when so pastors when they come at us with that you know what can we use to refute them yeah see that's that's the whole problem i wouldn't uh Kwaku was 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 Kwaku not african too yeah he was african mm -hmm. oh i'm just checking so so being african don't mean nothing because they wasn't bringing uh traditional african religion to people was they no no it was practicing a foreign culture so they in north africa look at the time periods Right when you talk about these church fathers that they claim to be African, some of them were Carthaginians. First of all, Carthaginians, you could have been a sub Saharan African because the Carthaginian Empire had different people in there, just like America, just like Egypt. So you can't play the game with me, right? I know what a Carthaginian is, okay? I understand a Carthaginian, I understand what the Egyptian is, okay? They wasn't practicing African culture. It's just that simple. They, they was practicing monotheism. That's why I'm atheos. I'm anti-monotheism. 
It's right there. It's called the A province. Whatever follows the A, you know what I'm saying, you're against. I'm against having one idea about the cosmos. So at this point, it doesn't matter what race or creed the church fathers was. What we're talking about is by the time it got to black people, us, the ones that's having these conversations, the ones that's getting beat up by the police, it went through, study Rome, right? Constantine wasn't African. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where you got to start with Christianity because that's what got passed on. That's what got transmitted. You want to add something, Corey? Or Doc? Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm sharing my screen. Uh, can y'all see my screen? Yes, dumb diverse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to, to you know, kind of, uh, give a little bit of a summary of, of what's going on with the dumb diverses. You know, um, it's a papal bull issued in, in 18, uh, June 18, I mean, on 18 June uh, 1452 by Pope Nicholas V. Uh, it authorized Alfonso V of Portuguese to conquer Saracens and Pagans. Uh, and consign them to uh, perpetual servitude. So that that's this is what uh, you was talking about, uh, uh, Dr. Ma, um, as far as them uh, going out um, to Africa and claiming, you know, these people are Saracens. So this gives them the right to uh, go and conquer their land or or kidnap the kidnap the, the people, and and um, you know that th it gives them the, the moral authority basically you know so i just wanted to touch on some of that a little bit you know yeah yeah you was right uh yeah you was right too coy you was right i mean you were saying what you were saying right right no actually we was both right because um right. here you know uh here it says uh pope cal uh calixus the third i guess uh reiterated the bull in uh 1456 with the Anticatera. So, you know, basically, you know, uh, Pope Nicholas V, I guess, wrote it and then he came back and reiterated it again later on, you know. So, you know, just to, just to, so they can continue on with a conquest, you know. And it, even here, um, if you read down the line, uh, the concepts of the uh, consignment to exclusive whatever that is fears and influence to uh, certain nation states was extended to the americas in 1493 by pope alexander so um this <laughs> even includes here in america you know what i'm saying like they they was and this was here in what 15th century you know what i mean 1400s so you know yeah, they doubled down. He extended it. Mm -hmm. But what Nicholas initially did, he extended it. So I, I, it's Christianity, y'all. And the question was asked, Pastor Bennett, what nation of good Christians can you give us? I don't want to hear about individuals. We're not dumb, right? As a matter of fact, based off of my history, right? living in Baltimore, Maryland, being homeless and all the nine yards, y'all have heard the story before, right? 
It's decision making. So when a person goes to alcohol anonymous, they try to trick him into thinking that, hey man, if you're gonna drink before you drink, call somebody. Let me let y'all in on a little secret. That's too much for me to have to do because I, my mind understands that I have to make the choice to drink or I have to make the choice to drink. If I gotta call you, I'm wasting brain power on making sure I make a proper decision. But that's how they trick you in NA and AA. They make the statement that, hey man, you know, call somebody and talk about it. You feel me? But at the end of the day, this is what y'all gotta know, man. The individual has to make a choice. So if you're just a crazy dude, wanna shoot somebody up, you have made that choice. And no, no religion is gonna stop that. No religion is gonna stop it. It's the individual. You know, it's like fake courage. So Christianity is like fake courage. Oh, Jesus Christ. But the truth is, you already had that in you to do that. Human beings make choices based off of the brain. Okay? We can, we, you know, people can get in the cults and all that, but in one second, a person can say, hey, man, this don't make no sense and get up out of that. It's just like a drug habit. You can make a choice not to do it. You think the drug is holding you down. You think the Christianity is holding you up. No, it's you, the individual. This is the hardest thing for humans to see. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mind. So let me play these words real quick. Hey, hey Doc, you got the line with Quaco? You got the Quaco? Oh, yeah, I have it up here. Um, it's actually in a book that I grabbed when um, I toured the Cape Coast castle in um, Ghana last year. Um, there was a book published by Kinsley Kofu Yaboa um, entitled A Guide to the Cape Coast Castle in the Transatlantic uh, Slave Trade. And so, um, Brother Aunt, do you have the photograph that you can put up? You said it to me on my phone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can explain it, it without oh, I can put it. No, this is what I'm going to do for you, Doc. I'm gonna send a folder. I'm a the the picture you sent me. I'm gonna put it in the Facebook group. How about that? Oh, and then you're just gonna share it from there. You can share it from there. I can't share it because I don't have Facebook on this computer. Um, let me see if I can even share my screen. Hold on. Now you show sure enough to do it on the on the document. I show. <laughs> I'm on my cell phone. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, man, make sure y'all support Dr. Mayotte's show. Uh, she has a powerful show over there. Y'all missing out. Uh, she has the PhDs coming through. Uh, and you know, You've been having some powerful yeah. guests lately. Yeah. I've, been, I've been watching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Brother Corey. Thank yeah, you, Brother Corey. Guests you've been having on, too. They've been some real good information. So keep it up. Keep it up. Will do, will do. Trying to, trying to build a little something, something. Yeah, they feel that void, man, because there's a lot of foolery on. There's a lot of foolery out here on their ass. I'm gonna tell you, in these airways, right? And that's definitely a place to go. Make sure you support a Saho Tep show. He had a lot of PhDs in there too. All right, brother. On the on my end, it looks like the like the picture is rotated. How does it look on your end? Uh, I'm it's kind of sideways. Yeah, but it's it's all right. I mean, it's it's oh, good. Yeah. 
I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's sideways. Oh yeah, you so got a sideways. That's the grave. Now, why is that grave there all by itself, Doc? I know, right? It's um, so that's Philip Quaku, and if you if you notice, you see the letters Q and, and I'm sorry, P and Q engraved um in the tombstone. And so I took this picture um when I was there in the royal court. And so in the royal court, you have four graves. Okay, you got the graves of uh, Reverend. Philip Kwaku, mm. George McLean, Leticia Elizabeth Ladin, and C.B. Whitehead. And like you said, Brother Ankh, if you notice, he's buried by himself. <laughs> so even in death, uh, they buried him away from white folks. So anyway, uh, Reverend Philip Kwaku was an African. He was born in 1741. He died in 1816. And he was the son of a wealthy African slave trader. Um, Philip Kwaku was born uh, in Cape Coast, and he was the first African to be ordained as an Anglican priest in England, all right? He attended Cape Coast Castle School under Thomas Thompson, and he had a scholarship to be trained as a clergyman with two other Gold Coasters, Thomas Coben and William Cujo in London. So he was educated in London. His colleagues passed away in London. He married Miss Catherine Blunt. Blount in, in 1765. In the same year, he presented his letters, orders, and he was appointed as a missionary, schoolmaster, and clergyman to the Negroes in the Gold Coast. And so he established the castle school for mulattoes and mulattresses, and he stayed at the castle with his wife until he died on October the 7th, uh, 1816. And so he worked at the castle while our ancestors were being enslaved in those filthy dungeons. In fact, on top of the male dungeon, they had a church there. And that church was called the, um, the Society for the Propagation of Gospel. Okay, and it was the first uh, English church that was built in Ghana. It was built on top of the dungeons in, 1750, in the 1750s, and it was headed by Reverend Thomas Thompson. So Philip Kwaku, here it is, an African brother. I don't even want to call him brother. He was an African who, um, who worked at the castle while our brothers and sisters were literally in chains uh, in the dungeon, while our brothers and sisters were laying in their own feces and urine, while brothers and sisters were being raped and being killed and being thrown into the ocean. Um, he was going around converting our brothers and sisters to Christianity right there in the castle. And so when we call Pastor Bennett and all, not even just Pastor Bennett, even the other, all pastors, when we refer to him as Philip, when we call him Kwaku, we're talking about this African Philip Kwaku who was used by Europeans to convert our brothers and sisters to Christianity. So I remember year, uh, last year I told Pastor Bennett, please don't be a Philip Kwaku when he and I were arguing back and forth. And so that's our new name for them, Kwaku's. So, uh, but that's where the origin of the name came from, Philip Kwaku. And so you're looking at the grave site of Philip Kwaku, but check this out, family. Notice like, again, he was buried by himself. The Africans uh, in that village or in that area by Cape Coast, they didn't even want him buried in the village. So they told them, no, let him stay over there in the Royal, bury him in, in the Cape Coast dungeons. We don't even want them buried in our village. And so they end up, uh, the Portuguese, not the Portuguese, the British, I'm sorry, family, the British. This was the British. Cape Coast Dungeon was run by the British. All right, so the British end up um, burying him in this royal court right here. And so let me show you all one more picture. 
I want to show them this picture right here on to show them where the other graves are so they can see. They didn't even respect them. All they did was use them. All right. So, okay. So these are the grave sites of the other three people um, that I named earlier. And like I said, they sectioned Philip Kweku away from them. So they used him to convert our brothers and sisters um, to Christianity, but you know, even in death, look at how they treated him. He couldn't even be buried next to them, you know? So these are actually photos I took while I was there. Brother Ankh? Right here. All right. So, okay. Hmm. Very interesting, quite cool. All right, uh, did you give a little back? Well, Quaco was really converting people. He was teaching, he was bringing them to Christ, the hell with his system. He, he, he left out, he married a white woman. Did he not do that, Doc? Yes. <laughs> well, I don't even think that's the, that ain't even a damn important part, but I always felt like black man should have a black white. I mean, just in my mind. Like I can't, you know, I can call it what y'all want to call it, yo. I just, just the way I feel about that situation. But it's important to know that he, he had gotten away from his traditions, right? And he felt like uh, that the Christianity was, was the way, right? So he was suffering from an inferiority complex, right? Uh, both the pastors are suffering from inferiority complexes. It's just that simple. Um, an inferiority complex is this way. I think I have found a better system. The system I had in Africa is inferior. Mm. I got something special with Jesus Christ. Mm. Simple as that. We come from a rich tradition of gods and goddesses. You can find African tribes with one god. You can find African uh, tribes with two gods. You can find African tribes with hundreds of gods. You can find African tribes that don't have gods. They venerate their ancestors. We have choices, just like black women. You know, you can find a black woman in all complexions. From the beautiful dark complexion that Dr. Miyad has, you know what I'm saying, to the extra super light uh, uh, of my first baby mother. Black dog. Black woman. They come in all shapes and sizes. Just like African spirituality comes in all shapes and sizes. While we're talking about African spirituality, make sure y'all support the Kosi Pasa research team, the Spears of the Masi. If you ain't got that work, right, then you're not working towards liberation of the mind. This is where the war is fought right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we shouldn't have to tell you to support Black business. We shouldn't have to tell you to clean up your communities. We shouldn't have to tell you that. If you got the right culture, it would teach you that. So let me play this real quick. I keep forgetting the other pastor of mine, Richards. <laughs> pastor Richards. But let me play, let me play this real quick. This is where Pastor Bennett, now you know Pastor Bennett, man, that's our pastor, man. That's our boy. All jokes aside, right? He a little bit different than Pastor Richards. Pastor Richards, hope I'm arrogant as hell. Pa Pastor Richards come off like he go hard. Yeah, you know I mean, he like to go hard. He like to get it in all the way in. You know, 
Pastor Bennett like to get it into, you know what I'm saying? But we we got a little more history with Pastor Bennett. Pastor Richardson come out of nowhere with the buffoonery, for real. And we're going to get him too. But let me play this clip real quick. And I'm going to show you how Pastor Bennett claimed he didn't say that. You did say it. I also have put the link in the chat room for y'all, man. Y'all come in and ask y'all questions and add to the discourse. You know what I'm saying? So let me play this real quick because I know we all on the time clock. Hold on. All right, bam. Now y'all tell me what Pastor Bennett said. I'm gonna set it up for you. Pastor Bennett boomerang daggered itself by making a statement that you could never tell the Egyptians that their spirituality, you know what I'm saying, didn't help them build they built. And he also mentioned their gods. You can't tell a person they God, you know what I'm saying, didn't help them do that. By him saying that, he's actually saying that there is another power. That it is possible for African spirituality to work. He's admitting that by saying that. He's also saying that, that there are other gods that also work. I understand the human condition that believes. It's called read the book, The Believing Mind. But let me play this right here. This was today's conversation. Measurements to actually build don't mean you say no. They had to use 
was a little bit difficult because we were speaking right to that. Like that the chemists have science, okay, great. But we can't act like they didn't have spirituality. And just because y'all don't or some people don't believe in a God, don't believe in the God they believe in, don't mean you get to tell those people that their spirituality didn't move them to build. That their spirituality and just because they needed to use measurements to actually build, don't mean you say, No, they had to use measurements. What was God? It was still according to them, the influence, the influence of their God that caused them to do what they do. To suggest to suggest make it specific to the black church. That's what I was talking about okay. If we talk specifically okay. to the black church, to act like history doesn't prove to us that religious people, that spiritual people who believe in what y'all think is a crazy belief of believing in the God, didn't do great things for black people. And watch this. The same way, and here is the killer truth, the same way I and others say science leads to technology is the same way that we can prove throughout history that religion and spirituality has led to medical things, that spiritual and religious mindsets have led to HBCUs, that spiritual and religious mindsets have led to economic empowerment. So if you can say science leads to technology, I can show you through history where religion and spirituality has led to the development of economic social empowerment. That is a historical... So there we go. Uh, Doc, did you hear what that man said, or, or was I just crazy? Did he not say that? Yeah, he, he clearly, uh, you know, showed that you, you don't have to be a Christian specifically to do great things. Like, you can you can worship the Egyptian gods, and uh, you can still do great things. So, you know. Said that influence. You can't say that God didn't influence them. Did he not say that on my losing my mind? No, yes, he said that, brother. Uh, yeah, he said that. And like okay. he said, he boomerangs boom, boom, boom himself. Okay, <laughs> then watch me play the clip where he said he ain't say that. Let me find it. Yeah, hmm. yeah then he went back in and said he didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, but you did say it. And y'all, they just keep doing that. They're getting old, getting old like everybody else. Forget what they say. I ain't to that point yet when I forget what I say. They had me thinking I was going crazy this week. <laughs> you feel me? Man, the first pass of how about, I said there wasn't no such thing as part the Genesis. Man, Dr. Me, I did a whole daggone uh, 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 beating down a plot. 
fight with Parthenon Genesis. Had him ready to fight. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Oh, I, 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 I can't debate women. Did all that. <laughs> Beat the brakes off of him. We know what natural hootie got beat up trying to say that mammals can do parthenogenesis. Get out of here with that. He gonna say that I, I, I'm lying. When I say, bro, I didn't say that. I said, humans don't do it. You lie. Like, what is wrong? Why am I the lying guy? Goodness gracious. So yeah, you did say it, Pastor. You did, and you my man, Bennett, but goodness gracious. Let me get up to the point where he, when he act like he ain't
So there you go. Uh, hey, Doc, you want to close out real quick? But that's, that's look, did he not say that? Or am I just tripping again? No, no, no. You weren't tripping. I think he, you know, he was talking so much and excited. I think he he honestly forgot what he said. But that was Brother Corey on the platform that said, no, nah, no, nah, you did say that. You used this word instead of that word, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. So you definitely were on point. You weren't just hearing anything. So I'm glad that you um, played it back. For us to hear it um and so you got him brother Unc. but i'm gonna get ready to run family uh it's after midnight here in baltimore and so i have my little one he's looking up at me and um we get ready to chill well I'm, he's gonna watch tv and i'm gonna pass out and so he likes to stay up all night uh Unc. i end up passing out and then i wake up two o'clock in the morning and make his butt go to bed but um what'd you say Unc? no I appreciate you coming through, man. Make sure y'all support uh, Dr. Mayasha. Just type in Dr. Mayasha and her channel is going to come up. Uh, she has a lovely show over there, man. And she's going live. And also support Ad Edime Productions. Essential for learning. Please, D family. Love you all. Have a good night. All right, peace, peace, Dr. Mayan. Peace. All right. So there you go, Garfield. Like I said, uh, who, who else we got up here? Tobias. Tobias. Yep, yep, yep. Um, good, good. What the, I'm, I'm in England, so it's morning for me at the moment. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing I would like to say is, um, Black African Power, and greetings to everyone on the panel. Um, um, and greetings to greetings and bye to the Queen as well. I've been um, listening to you Unk, for a few, uh, uh, about four or five years maybe, and um, I appreciate. The, um, the the energy, the information, um, everything you've been bringing, because it's 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 changed me as a person a lot. It's made me evolve, um, especially looking at things like building one's character. Um, and yeah, I just wanted to say that one thing. And um, I, I just I love I love what you guys do. Like I just I, you you guys are like a, a direction and a guide for me in, in my life at the moment. Like for everything, just just how to look for knowledge, what how to look at it, how to analyze it. And everything so i just appreciate everything that you guys do and yeah i don't know what more to say in regards to that and um i will be on the panel in future but i just wanted to kind of jump in today kind of just just got the zoom so just trying to get to understanding of how it works but i i do like love what you guys do again and just keep up that 
what you guys are doing because it, it is a game changer. Regardless if you might not see a lot of people giving you that energy there, I'm telling you straight from England, it's a game changer. So yeah, big up everybody and I love the energy. Thanks a lot, brother. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that support, man. Yeah, man. Make sure people in England, man, tune in and subscribe, man. Support us, man. We need that. You know, the pseudos is going crazy everywhere. So definitely, yeah, definitely. I've been, I've been, I've been um, sharing your stuff to, because my heritage is Jamaica. So Jamaica, I've got a few people in Cayman Islands and in England as well. So I'm literally just sharing it. We're, we're, like even down to the um, the vaccine stuff and all of that. And uh, yo, <laughs> I've been following you guys from you started it. And to, to say you guys are like on the ball from the get go, it, it's like, it's like, it's like, to be honest, we're going to look back in years to come and I've seen it. It's like you guys are going to be like legends in this community. I can see it. People might not see it now, but I can see it. Definitely. You, you lot are game changers. 100%. Bring in the science and the correct information and the facts. 100%. Yeah, that's it's valuable. Hey, look, we put that link in the chat room, man. Where y'all at, man? Come on, man. Ask y'all questions, man. I'm going to throw the link in there one more time. While I see some friends in there, man. Go ahead and jump on, man. But yeah, so that was funny though, right, Corey? He did say it. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he killed himself like that was like two boomerang daggers, you know what I mean? Like in one, you know what I mean? Because first, you you know, obviously you said what you said, but then he, you know, he, he basically admitting that you definitely don't need Jesus if you want to do great things. Like Jesus is the last thing you need to do. You know what I mean? It's as long as you got some kind of spirituality, you know, it, it don't have to be Jesus. I mean, you could you could be venerating the ancestors, you know what I'm saying? And, and you can still do great things. So like, I don't see the point in, in being a Christian after he would say something like that. <laughs> no, I think he I think he I think he went over his own head with that one. <laughs> you got 298,000 years of human homo sapiens sapien life on planet Earth without Christianity. There's a lot of people just just not going to have it. Yeah. Then, then he, he came up with the one analogy, which was a terrible. I think Garfield even said it was a terrible analogy. I hate to beat up on Pastor Bennett, but he got to get it tonight. But it, it, he, my favorite pastor. I, I like Pastor Bennett as a person. I think he is. I think he a good brother. But um, he he just uh, man. I just I almost forgot what I was gonna say. But uh, yeah. He he didn't um, he didn't understand like what we were saying, what you what you were saying, you know, when you was coming with that. So I think he kind of went over his own head with it, and you know, what I mean, and lost it. But I don't think I don't think Pastor Bennett really understands like Christian history to a certain point. You know what I mean? I think he. Um, he, he he keeps himself in a in a box, you know what I'm saying, in a, in a safe space when it comes to his his uh, religion's history. You know he don't he don't explore. He don't know he don't know his he don't know his religion's history. 
not his true history. He know what he been taught, what he been, what he learned in school. Court. Come on now, we all love Pastor Bennett. You just gotta be truthful. Yeah, we all love Pastor. <laughs> he don't know Latin. He don't know Latin. He don't know none of them languages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Old Testament, New Testament. He don't know none of that. All he knows is what somebody's translation is, and, and he, he wanna be a biblical character, no different than the Hebrews. Israelites, or whatever they call. Um, just, you know, so we just gotta accept Pastor Bennett and his errors and all that. However, he is learning right now and he is gonna listen. <laughs> it ain't gonna it ain't gonna change his mind. He rather die believing, he rather die believing that there's somebody on the other side of this life waiting on him <laughs> than, than anything else. And we, you know what I'm saying? We just got to accept the fact that, you know, he want to be a sheep. It's, it's, it's just, and, and the other guy is the worst. Pastor Richards is the worst. This guy. Sean, this guy don't know the difference between a script and a language. He swear that a script is a language. <laughs> How'd you get in the conversation with these guys? You got baited in on this? And I didn't even get baited. Patrick Richards just came on that talking crowd. I asked him one question the first day, and he flim-flammed around it. We get to the second day, he's still talking trash with his chest stuck out there. I had to shoot him up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pastor Riches, you don't want this. They don't know that you you already beat up one. Man, listen, I'm I'm mad that they messed up your library because there was this video that I played my oldest son, man, when you was debating the pastor in the little classroom, right? Mm. He was all he was all jazzed up thinking that he was gonna do something. You was all he was all in his church clothes, you was in a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you went to the board, you got to talking to the people. Watch this. You got to breaking it down. So when Corey, when you was when you was talking about the Papa Bull and all that, that's right up on <laughs> Alley, you know, because he been spending that for so long. People just act like they ain't never listened to him before. Yeah, <laughs> going in that jungle, bro. Like I was telling Doctor Mahat, I'm like, I got that information from them. You know what I'm saying? From watching the yeah. real black, and from uh, the real black atheists. So you know what I mean? Nah, man, you got man. Listen, it's a video with Aunt going in, yo. It's somewhere, and I don't think it got really deleted. I don't, I don't know where it's at, but I'm gonna have to find it. This is one of Aunt's earlier videos from about like eight, nine years ago. He, he was debating the pastor, mm -hmm. and, and I think it was. Yeah, he was in the restaurant or something. Y'all was in a restaurant when you debated that pastor, wasn't it? No, we was in a church. I was in his church. I went to his home ground. Oh, yeah, because they was in a little Sunday school class. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a Look, I know what Sunday school class looked like. I'd have been in one of them before. There was a Sunday school class and Uncle had, Uncle had on his, his Sunday's best because he was giving that pastor the business. I was like, man, this dude, he couldn't even really argue in his own church. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, yo. The, the women in the church start trying to help him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the sisters was giving you, they were they was, they was trying to go at your head too. Really. You know yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Funny, yo, what was the call? Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Yeah. So when y'all gonna have the debate? Man, the man he running, man. He talking about he don't know what kind of atheist I am. Dude, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> daggone atheist then, all right? 
don't know which. Oh yeah, I want to debate classical atheism. Okay, you really don't want to debate me with classical atheism. You don't even know what classical atheism, King Sosa. I bet you five dollars that most people don't know what classical atheism is. They wouldn't have the. It, it was a slur. You know how they used to call you a nigga for negativity. You know what I'm saying? But over time, it went for being negative. So when they called you an atheist, they was throwing a slur at you, right? They, 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 it, it was political why they did it. You know, I ain't gonna give it all to them, but go ahead, go ahead, Sosa. Go ahead, bro. No, no, I was just there. That's all I was wondering. I, I, I know y'all was talking about I was wondering if y'all had something set up. I thought y'all had topics lined up and everything. Yeah, I'm gonna run them around. I, I want all of them though, yo. Since everybody talking crazy, because they got the newfound theology. Theology ain't even a study of African gods, man. It's the study of the Christian God. It's simple, man. The mm -hmm. theology, the study of theos. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. It's not the study of Kulu Kulu or Tefnut or Shu or Olegba. It's not. Like, man, why these guys swear they so intelligent? How they not see that that's the mechanism that was used to destroy their culture and enslave them mentally, physically, and socially, yo? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Pastor Richardson, you know, he a professional debater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional debater. <laughs> that crazy. He a good character. He a character, though. He a hell of a character. Though. He a hell of a character, yo. I'm going to beat him. That's why I'm on the Christian's head for now on, Pastor Richardson. I'm on your head, bro. I'm gonna smoke you out. <laughs> and I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, uh, most of the time, like he, Pastor Bennett didn't say it today, but if he would have had enough time, he would have. But like every time we have a conversation with Pastor Bennett, or, or you or Garfield have a conversation with Pastor Bennett, he, the bottom line is he wants you to admit that. Uh, men do science, but, <laughs> but science did not create, the scientists did not create that which they studied. And it's like, dude, who who is making that argument? Like, nobody said that science made the the, the earth or created the, earth or the universe or nothing like that. You know, I don't understand yeah. like why he always want somebody to admit that. Like, that's his bottom line. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem with Pastor Bennett until he started doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you got to admit, okay, before man had science, nature already exists. I mean, like, don't Yeah, that, right? yeah. That's his whole bottom line right there. Like, it's like, do dude, that. I can I admit that. that. Like, that's not that. a problem to admit. If that was your whole <laughs> issue, we could have solved this problem way at the beginning. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can anybody figure that out though? What is what what is he trying to like? I, I, I get perplexed when he said that. What is he trying hey, to ask ask him to define science? Oh, what, it's just hilarious. He knows just it is him. observation in the natural world. What is yeah, he said that. Nah, he did nah, say nah. that. Nah, he can't define it properly. He can't, he can't. <laughs> he can't define it properly. The observation is part of it. Mm -hmm. But it, 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 it's, it requires more than that. It, you know, you got to know and you got to know what to do. So if you're observing something, then how, now what you do after you observe something? 
Yeah, he ain't understanding yeah. that. The testability, the <laughs> falsifiability, he ain't, you know. Like, yeah, but man, you can falsify that Bible. Where's God be the book at? But before you observe it, Sean, you have to admit that there was something here for man to observe. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got me with that. Y'all be like, huh? <laughs> something here for man to observe. Yeah, there was something here before before that. <laughs> like what what argument is he thinking he winning? I, I don't understand like where what what position does that put him His in? His God put coronavirus in for a reason. Yeah, I think he, what he trying to say is, you know, so God created. We don't know what what see he asking the wrong questions. He he asks like his whole what line of questioning is a religious line of questioning, you know what I'm saying? So like we would ask, you know, like how was the universe made or how was planet Earth made? You know, he would ask who made the planet Earth or who made the universe, you know what I'm saying? So I, I keep trying to, it's hard to explain to him like that's the wrong question to ask, you know what I'm saying? It's loaded, that's a loaded question. You know, because he feel like he rocking too. When he said it, he be feel like he rocking right now. So he yeah. <laughs> yo, he's stupid, yo. <laughs> yeah, he, man, you know what? When whenever he used to hit me with that, I used to be dumbfounded, yo. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I gotta give it to you, Pastor Bennett. Whenever, let me turn on the camera, yo. Early in the game, you just said I used to be dumb, like. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm just King Sosa. I'm just right now trying to wrap my mind around him saying that. Okay, I, I know man made signs. Okay, I know man made religion, and I know man didn't make the world, and the world was here before. Okay. How does that change anything we talking about? Maybe I thought y'all would know. But hold on. Since man made science and man made God, what that put man on the that, that put everything on an equal playing field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Pastor Bennett, yo, I ain't gonna lie, yo. That is definitely one of my favorite pastors. <laughs> Richard, you lucky we run out of time. But Richards, I'm on your head, bro. I'm a dude, I'm on your head, man. Partner Genesis. Then he put up two articles to support his claim. This this guy goes to the Journal of Nature. Anybody know, daggone well, don't go to the Journal of Nature around me and don't read it right. That's the wrong thing to do, Pastor Richardson. The Journal of Nature. Oh, my God. Every time, they, every time they try to use science, it end up being a boomerang dagger. You know what I'm saying? Every single time, it's like, dude, you, you religious. You got to use your book, dude. You can't use science, man. It's gonna come back. It's gonna come back to haunt you every time. Every time, yo. God, man. God tells you to kill people who don't believe in God, yo. It's right there, the Medianites, yo. Y'all ever read the story of the Medianites? You, you know that uh, you know Moses was married to a Medianite woman. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. All right, her father, man, 
Moses and them, God killed his father and them. That's crazy. The dude, the guy was like Moses. I, you know, man, I respect you. I respect your God, yo. But we got our own gods. Nah, 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 nah. You can't have your own God. The God says you got it. He's like, come on, Moses. Yo, they killed the Midianites for that, man. Yeah, Moses was a straight savage. Like he uh he no. told him like, he told him like kill everybody and all the men. Shoot, so he killed everybody, right? They ain't killed some little boys. He snapped out. He's like, nigga, I told you kill all the men. They, you know, he looked at the little kids like nigga, them too. I'm like, God, please. Shit, they tried to keep sheep. They tried to keep some sheep or something. <laughs> and he like, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. he 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 cursed them or something. Then God cursed them because they tried to keep the sheep. And he told him to kill everything and everybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, except the women, except the women. Yeah, except the women. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you already know. You know Trying to save the little kids, <laughs> the little boys. Most like, nope. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. And they, can never, they can never explain it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, yo. Trying to find something. Yeah. Find yeah. that Moses, yo. I swear, yo. Swear to goodness, that's the last thing I do. I'ma get him. <laughs> and he let them rape. And he let them rape the women when it was all. <laughs> let them yeah, rape, rape all the women, kill all the women, children. Take the women for yourself. Yeah. What you gonna do with the virgins? <laughs> take, take all the women that have not seen child for yourself and do what? Rev Richardson. Right. Explain that. Explain how you kill all the women and children, but don't kill the virgins. So what are they gonna do with those virgins? <laughs> after you done killed their mom and dad. Right, I was going to say, and then after you done killed their brothers and, and, and their uncles and daddies, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. The animals? <laughs> they going to want to be with like you. Like animals got something to do with it. I know. I'm just killing dogs. Just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I, I, I enjoy reading the Bible because it, it gives you a glimpse into these barbarians, bro. That's a barbaric act right there. Matter of fact, the barbarians didn't even go that hard. Let's establish this, yo. The Romans was consistently calling the Brits, you know what I'm saying? Those dramatic tribes, the Visigoths, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the Goths, right? The they were routinely calling them barbarians. But yet the Romans would kill all of them and they, and they kill a woman and children. It's the same story, yo. Yeah. It's the same story. As a matter of fact, the Russians, the, the, I mean, the, the Romans were so harsh on these people, right, that they start coming up with people that they was calling them redeemers and shepherds. You know what I'm saying? He would, would come up and actually, you know, fight wars against the Romans and win. And they would call them a redeemer, a savior. In Greek, it's the soter. So, so, so Jesus Christ is, is, is birthed out of this environment. I mean, story-wise. Because they they had they had fighters that were renowned fighting against the Roman Empire, y'all. This is the environment that these Hebrews make this story up about Jesus Christ. Because they was looking for a redeemer. They wasn't looking to die and go to heaven. That wasn't what it was. I'm gonna say it again: that the Christians was a Jewish sect. Okay, that's what the original Christians were. They were Jews. They were all Jews. And it was part of Judaism. It was a Christian sect. Later on, it became separate. These Jews was looking for a savior, a redeemer. 
a shepherd that would come and fight, lead, lead against the Roman Empire. Okay, because this is what was going on in the Gulf Empires. You know what I'm saying? They was fighting against the Romans. So, man, you can't trick me. Go trick somebody else. I did not ask y'all to restart me, but you officially have. I'm banging on religion, yo. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Because it's ridiculous. And it's a whole generation where y'all trying to quake cool people. Pastor Richardson, I got you, bro. You don't duck now. You reactivated me on that. I was fine with teaching evolution. And then you tried to jump into that and mess it all up. I got the tapes, bro. Somebody want to add something? What's Sonny Brook at? Is that Sonny Brook? Is that the Sonny <laughs> Brook earlier? <laughs> yeah, that's Sonny. <laughs> Sonny is so funny. Hey, Sonny, you funny. <laughs> Sonny. Sonny ain't got no earphones. He only got the vocals, yo. He don't hear nothing. We like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he don't care. He gets it in, yo. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, man. I got him, man. I'm waiting to put it together, yo. I, I swear to goodness, yo. If my name makes the real black atheist, I'm going ballistic atheism. I promise you, yo. The good Christian. Pastor Bennett, you still ain't answered that question. What is the good Christian nation that you talking about? You wouldn't answer that question. Yeah, um, he, he was going around that question. <laughs> I, I think Garfield bailed him out of there. You know, he's like, yo, somebody go down there and drop the per. <laughs> You know how you they you throw in the life preserve, yo, get them out of there, yo, pull them out, yeah, extract yeah. them, y'all, extract them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pastor, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're gonna have that. We're definitely gonna have that, man. Hey man, y'all got any any more questions in the chat, man? Anybody wanna ask something, man? Anybody. Hey man, hey, support Kosi Pasa research team, man. The spears and a massive. Boy, I'm proud of that work right there. Man. Yeah, talking about Atlanta opening up full throttle like Tuesday. They talking about 50 people without social distancing. They start they're gonna allow next this Tuesday coming. They cranking it up. I ain't cranking it up. <laughs> <laughs> they, they cranked up. They crank, yeah, they cranking it up, yo. In the midst of a pandemic, they cranking it up. They it's like they it trying to force it. You feel me? Matter of fact, they just got back the uh Memorial Day numbers, yo. And it's on the rise. Anybody want to speak to that? Come on, Sean, speak to that for a minute. The pandemic. I, I just think that it's foolish for us to fall into a, uh, fall into a trap um, and not be smart. Um, I know people are call cabin fever and need to get out. You know what I mean? But that's what you're supposed to have a backyard for. You know, a neighborhood for you know a park you can go to and kind of, you know, get back into some some routines of exercise or something to keep you going. But um, I just think that uh, yeah, you're right. The numbers are rising, but I think that we really got to be careful. Um, if they don't want to practice social distancing, that's on them. Um, that's a war that they got to fight with themselves. 
However, we need to continue to do that, wear masks, wear gloves, be as preventative as possible, because we aren't just so healthy. We don't go, we don't go places regularly, get checked out, do none of that. So we got to be extra uh, precautious and, you know, we even got to look at our dietary uh, ways and stuff like that. However, um, this virus is tricky. Um, it's, you know what I mean? We've learned, we've learned early how, how it attacks the, the entire uh, nervous system and so on and so forth. It's sporadic. Um, it's hunting and, you know, anybody can get it, you know, like I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Anybody can get it, you know, even if you, even if you feel like you asymptomatic or whatnot, um, you still carry, um, mild to light symptoms and you can transmit it, you know, you can pass it along to somebody else and that may have an experience that you may not have. The thing is, is that uh, when we get into European affairs, this is basically what this is, opening up the city and going full throttle. When you get into European affairs, um, you're, the, you're the guinea pig. So they wage war on you first to see how you gonna, how you gonna cope, how you gonna deal with it. And then they come behind that. I mean, we, we got people that go out, march, sing, kumbaya, do all of those things during uh, the tragic uh, event that happened in Minneapolis with the brother, uh, with that brother. So now, now that y'all done did that, they're like, okay, so you're gonna march, sing and dance and we're going to open everything back up. Let's see how you respond to that. You know, we had people in uh, in Georgia, uh, specifically Atlanta, I believe, that was in a club, like in a club in a club when they opened the city back up. And that's even more dangerous. And that's why we're seeing spikes. But it's, it's not just places like Atlanta. This, this thing is everywhere else. Like everybody's seeing a raise in their numbers. Um, and it's going to get even higher, you know, but summertime and... We want to go back. We want to go on the lake. We want to get on these boats. We want to uh, swim in the swimming pool. We want to do all these things. And, you know, somebody with all this sniffling and coughing and hawking and all that going to be right there with you. You want to get in your little cop, roll your sunroof back, go to Mercedes Benz dealership to pick up <laughs> lights for your car and all that. Yeah, you going to have that shit. You're gonna be you're gonna be quarantining by yourself in a whole nother go to your mama house. That's how we rocking. Get out, go to your mama house. You heard that, Unc? That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> you probably hit that pool, bro. We social distancing over here. My kids social distancing. They go to their rooms and play their games and they don't come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Atlanta ain't even doing no social, no more social distancing after Tuesday. You yeah, that's crazy, yo. Even the restaurants, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Both of still wear the mask for sure. I know I've been to some spots though. I'm talking, I've seen some places where I'm like, yo, I'm talking about rock. I'm talking about they got they might have been outside, got like a little Chicago pizza joint. Uh-huh. Inside, they had all of like it was like a barbecue outside, nigga. Parking lot full, people sitting out long. It was slam. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, juicy seafood open, and they and they had people going in the restaurant. I'm like, nah, bring me out to the curb, bro. 
Yeah, yeah, they get they having graduation parties, you know, and everything, which is understandable. I, I got an eighteen year old; she graduated this year, so yeah. I mean they they gonna they gonna have a uh, you know a drive up graduation for them. But I have been seeing a lot of graduation parties and things like that too. So you know, we just, yeah, we feel like we gotta have those things because we had them, you know. So we feel mm-hmm. like we gotta. Make sure that our kids had that. How about they have a better, uh, a better chance of surviving and, and mm. prospering and all the other things that would be. Yep, exactly. Mm. That's why I don't have no problem with social distancing because I keep my distance from you. See what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That's how we rocking. Yeah, good. <clears throat> just the other, just them older folks. Shit, kids will be just fine. Shit, my daughter yeah, had yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, daughter yeah. Had it. Grandma, yeah, gr- grandma and yeah. granddad. That's what I'm saying. They going home to grand- grandma, they going home to aunt, to uncle, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they ain't thinking about that part of it. Nope. And uncle let them sucker him into going out there march dan- dancing scene, yo. <laughs> What'd you say? Now, now we gotta now we gotta go catch Uncle in two weeks, yo. Hey, I'm going to have to confess to y'all. I did go out there, right? And then I had a bright idea. I said, you know what? We marching, but I can just walk on the sidewalk. Ain't nobody on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was out there like, I was out there about four days. Right? <laughs> Yo, I social distanced myself, bro. Kept an eye on my kids. You know what I'm saying? And they mother made sure they were straight. And then my son's like, oh, dad's over there walking on the sidewalk. I'm going to walk over there with him. <laughs> 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 so you can't say I ain't go. Don't get mad because I outsmarted y'all. Don't get mad. I walked on the sidewalk. <laughs> that shit was funny. Let me stop, yo. Crazy. Yo, uh, mm-hmm. before I can go research it, Somebody then sent it to me in an inbox. Okay. I'm what? dropping it in the Zoom chat. All right. There you go right there. The main event. D-Pad has to do their homework. All right, what's this? Click on it. Share your screen. Oh, yeah, 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 man. <laughs> wow. That's on the cha- that's on the channel, huh? Yeah, it's classic right there. Classic, yo. Why is only got a thousand? I'm gonna repost it again, yo. So I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, but nah, you had to repost it originally because it had that video before was taken down on your original channel. Mm-hmm. That thing had like 80,000 views. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They killed, yeah. YouTube, yeah. They just killed me out. Young Fur and them killed. They choked me yeah, out, yo. That's what happened, young pseudo. Clipped you, and then he he is yeah. on a, on a, uh, and he is on a YouTube war for a quarter milli. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he talking nah, about he faking. He faking. Why K the truth? Why K the truth? You know, he always put out some some good information on dude. <laughs> he faking at it, man. He he so- up, yeah, YK yeah. is YK is his kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting right there, waiting for him to respond, yo. Yeah, yeah. Like, now he tried to ignore YK now. You don't yeah, miss yeah. it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. 
Yeah, he don't mention niggas name now. Yeah, YK, we want to shout out to YK, the truth, man. I meant to open up with that. Shout out to you, man. You got that dude, Buzz Lightyear. It's conning people for fifty-six thousand dollars, yo, in twelve hours, bro. Do you know how many books and shoes and do you know how much <laughs> people, bro? Fifty-six thousand dollars. Pseudos ain't got nothing else better to do. I support me a young guy. I support. What the hell is going on around here? This hey. dude, he gonna so he gonna sue. YouTube, because he has a right to the First Amendment. Can he read? He do not have a right for freedom of speech on somebody's platform. Man, you you know, you know what I think though. I think I think people like like them pseudos like like Young Pharaoh and all them people like that. Uh, I think they like a drug, man. I think when people hear them, they they. They make them feel good. It makes them feel good, so it releases like the right. dopamine, and then the, you know, then you get addicted to that to that dopamine release that you receive when you listen to that to that garbage. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so then that, that makes them want to give them twenty dollars. You know, you you got fifty, sixty thousand fans and subscribers. You know what I'm saying? Hundred thousand subscribers. It's easy to come up on fifty thousand dollars when they all like drug addicts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and you ain't got to do nothing but talk. You ain't got to spend man, no money. I, I can't even. I can't even get fifty smart people to buy a book. Man, he can get. He can get. He can get a thousand dummies to donate a hundred dollars. I'm like, you why? You gotta figure out how to tap into that dopamine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start lying to people too. Shoot, y'all paying like that. I'm about to start lying too. Man, I'm about to. I'm about what to they say in twelve hours? He, he did that in twelve hours. I don't know what he did, but I I do see um when people start catching on to his lies and misconceptions again. I do see it falling, but he gonna fade to black. He only come out when he really need money, yo. <laughs> he come out when he need money. I ain't gonna lie. He got he got that from he got that from his buddy that he that he always say be scamming other people. Yeah, the pot yeah. cat calling the kettle black. You know what yeah. I mean? They play they play the, <laughs> they play the, the scamming game. They might be teaming up. They might be on the same team. <laughs> yeah, you know, Pharaoh like goddamn good, uh, good cop, know, bad cop. You know what I mean? You know, he be entertaining. He be entertaining. Nigga, you know, you know what I'm saying? A lot of folks like to entertain. Entertain. He entertaining, he entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll take entertainment over education all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, documentaries is probably one of the lowest selling <laughs> movies. Yeah. <I've> <laughs> and then be the best, then be the best yeah. movies I ever seen. But you know, like you yeah. said, a documentary probably make no money. You know, yeah, they probably exactly. lose money. Yo, uh, <laughs> yeah. Peep, peep this though. Peep this real quick. So I know some people in Buffalo, right? Right. So I was like, yeah, I was like, uh, so yeah, I was like, uh, so y'all be rocking with uh with young Pharaoh. That was like, who is that? I said, young Pharaoh, little YouTube dude. Mm -hmm. They was like, huh? I don't know no young Pharaoh. I said he from Buffalo. They was like, let me hear what he's saying. Similar video. It's 10 of them. They like, I don't know this dude. I don't know him at all. I ain't never heard of him, none of that. He he, he ain't out here like that. I said, what? 
So now they say he caught a location, you know, did a little time and all that, this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Now he on YouTube, he done blew up and all that. It's like, nah, nah, nah. They don't <laughs> know this dude. It's yeah. just the conscious community. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's nobody, man. You got to be on YouTube. I don't I don't know how you get $56,000 in 12 hours, yo, for that shit, yo. It's, man, sometimes that, you got to tip your hat to that's the capin. Can I stick a pin? Yes. Because yes, yes. um, I watch a lot of you guys' information and, and the information you guys push is powerful, even down to um, Sean, because um, I've, I've watched one or two of um, your, your bite-sized videos, which I think like that could be a help or a, a tool to get you guys out there. Instead of like, because I, I love these long, um, like I'm up now, it's six o'clock in the morning in England, I'm supposed to be sleeping, but I love these conversations, but at the same time, if you guys could do like little bite-sized things, like even down to what is a virus and just do like a five-minute video and bite-sizing it, it's easier for everyone to, it's just more, it's just, just more bite, as it is, it's a bite-size and it gets you out there and promotes you a bit faster. It's, um, that, that could be a tool that you guys could use because even for me, I would, that would be easy for me to promote you guys. Like, look, you guys know what a virus is here. This is, I'm listening to these guys here and these guys are powerful. Hear, hear what these guys are saying. I'm trying to say, so... That could yeah. be an idea. Yeah, I feel you on that. That was a, that's what the home team be doing. Home team make a quick little 10, 10, 12 minute banger and be up out of it. 10, 12 minute mm -hmm. video, boom, 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 boom. Next topic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Man. But we, 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 you know, we like to break down, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel Definitely. you, you know, I do agree. You know, sometimes we do got to do some of the, the smaller, smaller bits, but, uh, like, I, like, like me, me personally, we like to go in all the way in and break it all the way down. You know me, me, me personally, <laughs> I, I, I love the breakdown. I love it. Yeah. I love it because that's it gets right to the nitty gritty and you get all the information and you get right to the primary. But as, as I'm just saying, just for a promotional tool, that the bite sized videos could work in just in that respect, just as a promotional tool. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I feel him on that too. Even though I do like, you know, because you know, I like that gladiator style too, Corey. I feel you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you got to be ready right now. Get you, you know what I'm saying? Have your nose ready. Ain't no time to be scrambling. Like, shoot, let's go right now, gladiator. But yeah, I feel him on that though. Yeah, I feel him. A little bit of both. Yeah. Now, I, so, so who was the guy on I'm biased channel talking about? I can't believe y'all trying to vote. What the hell was he talking about, yo? Who uh, I ain't seen it. Yeah, somebody. What recent? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I ain't seen. I ain't seen it in a little minute. He kind of MIA for a minute. I ain't seen him. In, I ain't seen the last John he did. Anybody talking about not voting? Uh, that's right. Anybody talking about not voting? That, that's right. Dang. Yeah, that's straight nonsense right there. Hey, hey, didn't the mayor, didn't the mayor out there in Atlanta get them get some police fired like a couple days ago for something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she had a fired on the spot. Yeah, six of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm so, saying? You know, I will vote and do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Somebody brought that up earlier, and I I had looked that up. Yeah, yeah. it's you know the system. The sister is the mayor out there, huh? That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. What? What they do? You know, I mean, they tased them young kids. They tased them. They, they took the gun, bust the window open, 
Kay's oh, Blue yeah, yeah. and Kay's Girl. <laughs> Shit. That shit was crazy, yo. Yeah, she locked everybody up. That's that how they get down in the ATL, huh? Huh? That's how the police be getting down in the ATL. Yeah, yo, that was crazy. I was like, why are they doing it? Yo, they yeah, ran over there like they was bank robbing, professional exactly. bank robbing. Dudes yeah. hit the window. Dudes open the door. Dudes shoot. I was like, what the hell is going yeah. on? Oh man, y'all had to fight them police over there. They don't normally get away with that. Well, she's like, dude, y'all done lost y'all damn mind. Nigga, all oh, y'all gone. <laughs> <laughs> got me you know going viral on TV like that in my city? Oh. Yeah. Watch what I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I think you find four of them. Two of them resign. Like, <laughs> you say two of them resign? I think you find four of them. Two of them resign or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that was crazy. How did, what they hit the window with, yo? I don't know, but I think bust instantly. <laughs> and they hit the old boy. They tasers, shot the taser like, through five times. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and then he tased the girl. Old girl like, I ain't got no gun. I'm getting out. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, you ain't get out fast enough. Right. <laughs> I was like, what? God, yo, that shit was crazy, yo. In the middle of a damn pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> And Anna up Anna uh in the middle of the unrest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the unrest. yeah, they just did too much. In the middle of the other shit. While motherfuckers <laughs> is doing it, they do it. <laughs> hey, you know Antifa done took over about six, seven city blocks in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, they took over two federal buildings. They took over the police <laughs> station and like a federal building, dude. Yeah, like right now. They got folks over there tripping. Hey, man. I was telling Unc earlier. Hey, man. Look, niggas ain't going to no police stations, yo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we ain't taking no federal buildings, nigga. We want to smash and grab and go. <laughs> <laughs> We're not yeah. trying to be held up when the squad team's around. Hey, come on, man. Like, hey, come on, man. I ain't buying that, yo. Oh, uh, those folk walk around with, with choppers, but six, they got like six, hey. six seven city blocks, huh? It was about a thousand of them. Hey, they, the got them, they got them choppers out there, huh? They got yeah. they got them ARs and everything out there, man. <laughs> Who? Who? In Seattle, Antifa. 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 Who got the choppers? <laughs> Antifa do. <laughs> this shit is a Navy oh, Seal. Oh, my, field. yo, come on, man, son, let not, it go. Them ain't nothing but the police. Nah, it's just a Navy Seal, like the leader. Ex-Navy Seal, hey, hold on, like man. Leader. Come on, man, let me get this straight. Who got the guns out there, yo? Man, man the protesters, the, the Antifa protesters, <laughs> they took it over. Listen, let me, you, <laughs> let me tell you what we want to do here as black people. We want to go out there, make some noise early in the day. You know what I'm saying? Get on the board <laughs> early in the day. Mike catch CNN. If we see CNN, we're going to act like we don't really want to talk to him. We want, you know, we want to hit the Facebook a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Black power. Black African power. Black lives matter. When it get a little dark, we want to do some snatching and grabbing. You know what I'm saying? If we got enough of us, we're going to get them during the day. What we don't want to do is we don't want the federal building to sit out and chill. We want to grab our shit and go home. <laughs> no, don't fall, don't fall laid up. Huh? Man, that can't be. That, I'm not believing that these are black people. <laughs> it, it's a mix. It's a, it's mix, a mix of black and white. Uh, too nah, much of a mix, nah, though. Nah, nah. They done made Palestine. They done made Palestine.
Nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Ain't, no, ain't, no, ain't no black people in there, yo. Come ain't on, no yo. Come on, yo. They take it too far. Nigga saying, damn, we want to come back tomorrow, yo. We yeah, it's going to end. It's going to end badly. It's going to end they, badly. Hey, they, they say they got food stands. They say it's like a festival. You know yeah, they got food stands out there, everything. You know? Yeah, it's like a thousand. It's like a thousand or something, man. It's like a thousand, a few thousand people out there, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're singing, they're in the building singing and shit, chanting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they got medical tents. They got medical tents out there, everything. Like, I mean, dude, we're doing it right. <laughs> nah, I, I, I ain't hey, believing that. They added tested for the coronavirus out there. Check it out, man. <laughs> was so organized, yo, they had motherfuckers walking around with backpacks on their back with a red X on it, letting you know they was the medics. White yeah. boys. I was like, damn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had the Washington State stations for your hands and shit. They was giving yeah. up all this shit. They was organized on that motherfucker. I say, damn. Yeah, <laughs> I say, man, these white people know how to protest, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, yeah, they stepped the game up to what they did first, right, as they, uh, when they first started, they 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 blocked the highway off, like yep. just walking onto the highway. So that drew all the police to the highway. And then when mm -hmm. they was at the highway, then they start hitting the, the other area stores, had them all spread out. I like, damn, these niggas cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, see, the thing is, the, the white folks too, they come from you know the uh, the, the Boston Tea Party. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They, that's what. They, that's what a, that was a rebellion, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of a uh, a protest and all of that, the unrest, you know. Like they used to looting, setting shit on fire, throwing that shit overboard, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean to cuss, sorry for cussing, but uh, you know, uh, this is what America is is all about. This is how America started, you know what I'm saying? Is through unrest, through protest. You will not give me the believe. That black people want to chill in the federal building. <laughs> you know, I'm you know, not buying that, yo. I'm with you on. I ain't buying it. I am telling you, they made they made pallets, man. Dude. Nah, we, nah. We, we run from the police, yo. We ain't going. We ain't running. Oh, yo, nah, yo. We want to go home, yo, dude. We was going to come back tomorrow. What are you doing? Yeah. We got to call them later. I'm asleep now. Here. They yeah, yo, <laughs> yo, we want to protest, go home, come back, protest. We want to go roll now. The rest of the world's protesting, yo. You know what I'm saying? If we get locked up, okay, we might get locked up. But we don't want to be cooped up in a building. Yeah. A federal building. Do you know that's a well, they, federal building? They ain't necessarily. They, they in the building. Like, they done took the building over. They in the building. But, like, most of the people is like outside the building, you know what I'm saying? But like oh, they done turned that like you know how I say um Seattle Police Department. Yeah, they done spray painted over that. It says uh Seattle People Department now. <laughs> nah, that ain't no black people. Well, they ain't right like that, yo. Yeah. Ain't right hey. like that, yo. I'll tell you though, I'm telling you, they got six blocks. They they can they got six blocks under siege, not like just the two builders. They got six blocks. Man. 
<laughs> it's a lot of them, bro. <laughs> nah, yo. Trump said he gonna send the military in there though. Right, it's gonna be real. Yeah, but the dude like he, the dude's like he ain't gonna let him do it. But Trump was like, yeah, yeah, but I'm sending the military in. But dude, yeah, but the mayor said he ain't going for it though. He ain't going for that. Yeah, Yeah, you know, I don't think, and you know, I think the rule is unless the mayor called for it, he can't send him. Right, Mm -hmm. governor Mm -hmm. got called for it. Yeah, 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 but he can't. He's gonna do it anyway. Trump don't care. Shit, he like (laughs) y'all. The, the Democrats and hijacked it and organized a protest. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but Obama. Obama at it again. Dirty, yo. They playing dirty, yo. Playing dirty. And they know if everybody come out and protest, everybody going to get sick, which is going to cause the pandemic to rage more and close the bitch down again. They already know it, yo. San Francisco said they're doing three weeks. They're going on a three-week lockdown. Oh, uh, is they? Oh, uh, yeah. no. They saying they shutting everything off. They don't want nothing to do with none of y'all. Three weeks. Mm-hmm. They just starting? Nah, they haven't started it yet, but that's what, what it's been called for. Was they, was it, they closed before, though? Um, I think that I think they try to try to shut down for like two weeks and uh, quarantine and then try to slowly do something. But nah, they serious. They they talking about yo, we shutting down. I don't care nothing about what y'all talking about. We ain't no part of that. Man, the NBA about to crank up in July. Right. They ain't about to crank nowhere. Yo, the protest killed that thing. Everybody in court corona, yo. Trust me. Trust me, yo. Like this shit ain't went nowhere, yo. And everybody thought it did, yo. Like I'm telling you, yo, we hey, it's a price to pay for doing what we doing, yo. I'm saying I'm with it. Yeah, you know I mean, but you gotta know. You know what I'm saying, you know, we 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 in the universe, yo, and you know, for every action there's a reaction, yo. You know what I mean? In the middle of a pandemic, yeah. yo, the more people you gather together, yo, the more problems are gonna be down the line, yo. So, you know, we made our choice, yo. So I'm checking my temperature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all them places got a lot of them places got their temperature joints now. So shit, when, when I most when I go through the day, I be knowing my temperature good. You be done check me like four or five times when I pull up to a spot. Yeah. That shit don't help. But all right, man, look, we out of here, man. We ain't got no more. <laughs> they said they closed down Indianapolis. Dang. <laughs> no, no, not Indianapolis. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, same damn thing. They just yeah, not going to stop, yo. They going to keep going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trump going to lose his headpiece, yo. They tripping. <laughs> oh man, they didn't. Hey, I ain't even mad at him, yo. I ain't even mad. Hey, yo, did Atlanta have any uh, wish for comms today? They had no uh, protest today, did they? Nah, nah, I was downtown. It was all peaceful. They, see, they gave up. See, see, they yeah. gave up. Black citizen yeah. gave up. All right, man. Boy, why don't you open them businesses up, man? They got them wings going, man. Them Burt, man, look. Well, <laughs> <laughs> down there chilling, walking dogs and yeah. shit, man. The motherfuckers. <laughs> Once them swimming pools open back up and shit, <laughs> it's summertime, man. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> oh, well, yeah, man. Hey, make sure y'all tune into the pseudo killers tomorrow, man. Support the store Abjuwear, A B D J U W E A R, man. Uh, support. Get that book, man. The Spears and the Mossy. The goddamn name is tight, man. Make sure y'all get that. Kofi Pasa Research Team, man. Uh, they they gonna be in Black Dot Bookstore and Cultural Center. So if you're in Black Dot Bookstore, 
Bookstore Culture Center, man. Go ahead and pull up your copy, man. Compliments, you know what I'm saying, of the Kofi Pasa Research Team, man. Uh, shout out to the Massey Clan Warriors, man. All right, shout out to the pseudo killers. All right, they, we in here, man. We in here, man. And of course, man, shout out to the Armin Raw Squad, man. Hey, man, appreciate everybody, man. Anybody want something closing to say, man? I just want to say thanks to, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. Uh, appreciate my brother from, from Europe coming through. You know what I'm saying? And uh, hopefully he, he can get some of our message out there. So uh, just appreciate all of that. You know, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, yeah, yes. Peace and Black African Power, man. You know what it is. Thanks for having me on. Hey, of course, man. Shit, you supposed to get the link early, bro. I don't know that. I don't know the email. I think you gave it to me. You know, I be you know talking trash in the chat and shit. In that gallery, man. He be in the peanut gallery. In that gallery, style, man. Y'all had a lot. You know, y'all had a grocket, so I was like, you know. Yeah. All right, Sean. Yeah, man. Um, just want to say, Shimmer Hotel, depart in peace. Appreciate everybody tuning in, man. Get that book, man. Spears of the Mossy, Volume 1. Volume 2 is in the works. It's on the way. Uh, we're about 75% done with Volume 2. However, um, it is very, very important to support Volume 1. Um, we do appreciate all the people that we, we got support from right now. Um, we want to shout out Brother Chill. Um, MC Chill out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, the brother's been doing a lot of work, man, and even been even been pushing our lines. So he didn't have to do it, but he's got a lot of people in Cleveland that we don't even know supporting us and purchasing the book. And um, that's much that's mad love. That's 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 mad love. So uh, we put a lot of work into this particular uh, volume. We're putting a lot of more work into volume two. That's why we're still working. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, look out for some some surprises in between volumes because, you know, there's some things in the works for that as well. So we just appreciate everybody, man. Stay safe. Um, you know what I mean? Wash your hands. <laughs> Sanitize your hands, man. Make sure you wear mask, gloves. Be cautious. You know, they say stay dangerous, but I'm telling you to stay safe and stay dangerous. All right, man. Yeah, we out. <laughs> they having power, yo.